0: You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We like to address all aspects of faithful family life here. And, uh, well, I try to be a, uh, a well-rounded and cultural person and that can include some fine poetry and one of my favorite poets in studio today michelle swope has uh has written a book and uh, of poetry uh, a nice collection of poetry shared some with us in the past and has brought some to share with us again today michelle welcome back to faith and family
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm so glad that you made it to studio today. I know that it was a a bit of a challenge with the weather and the, uh, the traffic today, but I'm very glad that you made it here to share with us. Michelle, tell me, how long have you been writing poetry?
1: Well, I started with composing stuff when I was about two. I had a song that was kind of gibberish, but <laughs> my parents really liked it a lot. And every time I sang it, it came out the same way.
0: So what is it about poetry that you enjoy? What is, how is it, um, what does poetry do for you?
1: It's calming and it's fun to write and it's, um, how would you put it? Soothing? Soothing, yes.
0: (laughs) Tell me about uh, this collection of poetry that you have. Uh, What's the name of your book?
1: Through time's looking glass.
0: Very good. Now, uh, what's the, the, the first selection you, you brought to share with us today?
1: The first selection is called Hush. Very good. Hush, little one, come, o oh, unto me. Joy unceasing, sorrow's leaving. Hush, little one, come closer to me. I sing thee the prayers of the faithful one's heart. Joy and peace may be thy delight.
0: What? When you sit down to write a poem such as this, such as Hush? Is there something that prepares you? What prompts you to write a poem such as this?
1: Well, it the whole thing after I had um, done the song when I was about two, I was in this contest for um, poets in my community. However, it was kind of amusing but puzzling because People chose from the same family who apparently must have been better poets than I was at the time. And then there was this one guy who I really didn't understand as much. He was a kid. And, <laughs> but I wrote poems about then about the, these different pictures and what came to mind came to mind. and I wrote it down.
0: So you have pictures that come to mind. You write it down on paper.
1: Mm-hmm. I... I can be just about anywhere, and a poem will come, doink, into my <laughs> mind, and then I won't put it down on paper. One funny time, I was out shoveling the driveway, and a poem came to mind, and, well, I had to drop what I was doing, go inside, and sit on the doormat and write down the poem.
0: <laughs> so you just sat down right there, where you were, to yeah. write a poem. Is that uh, do you like it when that happens? When you, yeah, when a poem I, comes and to you, you Sometimes they'll to... be
1: at the middle of the night, and I'm scurrying to write down the poem before it goes out my, well, in one ear and out the <laughs> other, and it'll drive my brother and my dad bonkers.
0: Tell me about the uh, the next selection, next poem you've uh, prepared for us today.
1: It's called "The Gates." O oh, Hannibal, the mother's cry is coming soon at hand. O oh, Hannibal, by day or night, will cease to understand. Oh, Hannibal, the cry the children fear, for it means doom will soon be here. Hannibal ad portus will soon be the cry, forsooth you know why.
0: Now, tell me more about this. Hannibal?
1: Yes, it's, there was in old-fashioned Roman times, there was this very feared man called Hannibal. I forget his last name, but he was a Roman from a different kind of province. And he crossed some rivers and went through some countries, burning as he went and destructing the places. And so in this, I chose to um, write about that because it's not like he's in bad or anything. He just really was focused on what he wanted to do, which was gain world power. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, were you studying world history, Roman history at the time that you wrote this?
1: Yes. That, and the thing, Hannibal Honorable, Honorable Ad Portas means Hannibal at the gates.
0: Very good. So what, what was it about this history that stood out for you that prompted you to write this? Well,
1: I've always liked history, not town history, if you will, but history was my favorite subject for a long time in school. Then I started learning languages. I'm saying that I've gotten okay in Latin, and we're working on that at home, but my French is kind of deplorable. <laughs> so.
0: so you don't write any, uh, any sonnets in French?
1: No. <laughs> I'm about the third lesson along, so.
0: Ah, still, still in your early days. Yeah. Of, uh, your, your, the, the early part uh, of your studies in French. Uh, do you have another poem for us this morning?
1: Sure. I've got five poems total. Let's see. The next one is called The Dance of the Sillies. Where does the river of 100 livers beat for meat and for wheat? They talk to the moon and walk on a spoon and very much dance to the way.
0: Now, how did you how did you first learn about poetry? Did you read other poets as you were learning to write well, poems it, like this? Cuz I hear a meter, I hear a, a number of things.
1: Well, I kind of attribute this to studying poetry. I did that song about um, my special song when I composed when I was two. Wrote some poetry when I was five and then when I, again when I was ten. But what I really am, attribute my poems best to is I'll tell you the story. It's about when I learned Shakespeare. Before I had no clue about Shakespeare and what it was. And then one night when I was really young, about six maybe, um, I was not feeling that not good that night. My stomach was bothering me, my head was bothering me. So my dad scoop, my dad scooped me up onto the, and took me down to the couch, and then he pulled a what is now a disappeared book, but I have a recopy of it. It's called "Romeo and Juliet." You know Shakespeare? Yes. And he's read to me the chapters starting with, like all books should, the dramatis personae or the cast list. Then we moved on to the chorus, first chorus, and he said, two houses, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona where we lay our scene, and so forth. Then we'd go to the first scene, which was between the Montague servants and the Capulet servants and then it builds up with all the citizens, the um, two houses who were in grief and we went on from there. Then we learned Hamlet, the Merchant of Venice and Macbeth other and all Shakespeare's works. So then I really got to learn from my mom who took a wide interest in this and she started having little dining room and couch room, learning about the plays and how they're in depth and what the meter is. And we also had little programs, if you will, (laughs) where we would recite each character and we'd divide the characters up and say, okay, Michelle, you're Portia, you're so-and-so and and -and (sighs) so-and-so. Michael took a few hands, though. He really disliked... Your brother. Yeah, (laughs) my twin brother.
0: We... We have just a, a, about two minutes left. I'd like to... You have one more poem for us today, is that correct? Two more. Two more. Okay.
1: Fun. This is a poem about um, me at my challenger bas- or baseball group. Three strikes, you're out. The inning's done. The game is won. Strategic feat, a simple test. All is laid to rest. Pass by summer, fall and winter, the start of spring is near, we band together once more. It's plain as the diamonds, we all belong together. Rockets and bears and prickly pears don't have much in common. Lions together with sharks, what a lark. And jets? Blast them here, blast them there, fill them up with air. You can be sure they won't run out of smiles or laughter... Hit that bat, excuse me, hit that ball. Stay tuned for Zanny Times next year.
0: Now, did you recite poetry while you were playing ball?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
0: no. You stayed focused on the uh, on the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. You oh. had to because of yeah. where they keep you on the field. Sure. And the last one I have is called Merry me- Maiden. This one kind of has a tune to it, but I have for a long since forgotten that one. My eyes and ears take thee at thy word, And for thy youth, joy will adorn thee evermore. O gentle maiden youth, thy glories may not tell. Of lips that speak, of cheeks that blush, of feet that dance upon the floor. Merrily we sing of tunes long ago, dancing merrily here and dancing to and fro. O gentle maiden youth, what times we all have had, but now tis time to be strict and march right into bed. Fiddlers play as fife and drum sound.
0: I think... Poetry is is beautiful, but perhaps lost among young people today. It's it, perhaps not as common. What would you like our listeners, our, our young adults like you, uh, to know uh, about poetry? How can it, uh, with just about a half a minute left, how has it made a difference for you?
1: It's made a big difference because, I, like I said, when in the earlier in the interview, it's calming, it's soothing, and you can follow it like that and Mm -hmm. be comforted because you know all is at peace you don't have to worry like what will i do tomorrow whatever
0: michelle where can we find your book
1: amazon.com um you just type in my name michelle swope and it should pull it up
0: michelle swope through times looking glass Thanks so much for being my guest today, one of my favorite poets. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you. It was very nice to meet you again.
0: Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word, Studying God's Word with Pastor Whedon on Worldwide KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program.